so for our episode today, we've got our first cross-Tasman guest speaker, Mez, um, and she's going to talk to us about her experience with her career and the path she took. And so I guess, I mean, I guess one of the things I think about when I think about your story is 18-year-olds. You know, we kind of, we finish high school and I look at 18-year-olds now and I think they're just, they're such babies. Like, you know, they're so young and yet at that age, you're somewhat expected to have an idea of some kind of direction the next 50 years of your life is really going to take. And so, and especially um, if you're considering secondary tertiary studies where you're, you know, you're putting a decent amount of money towards this next investment and step in your life. And yeah, we're kind of forced to make that quick decision to for what happens next to us. So talk us through, Mez, what that was like for you when you were at that age, 18-year-old Mez, yeah, and making okay. that decision and <laughs> what you wanted to do, what you wanted to yeah. study at university. Well, I honestly um, had no idea. I knew, I think there was always a part of me that wanted to help people. Um, I really wanted to go into psychology, but unfortunately, which was my own fault, I didn't do very well in the HSC. So HSC is like that big year 12 exam that yeah. everyone has to do and you get your final result. <clears throat> um, so I didn't get into the course that I wanted to get into, which was psychology or something, um, which was quite ambitious because the UAI for that was really high. Um, so I went into nursing instead. And I honestly, like, did not want to do nursing at all. Like, it, it wasn't it, something that I had thought of or it wasn't really in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, nursing can be a backup for me. It was just like a very typical philo moment. <laughs> my parents were like, yeah. oh, why don't you be a nurse? You know, like, like you're out there. You know, yeah. be a nurse. Um, which is funny because my sister is actually a nurse. She's a great nurse. And she, mm. She's meant to be a nurse. But nursing is definitely one of those jobs where you have to want to do it to actually do it. Yeah. You know, like it's a tough job and it's not for everyone. And nurses are superheroes. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Um, but I honestly didn't even really have that mentality that you were talking about, you know, like 18-year-olds making an investment um, mm. at such a young age. I think I just was like, I need to just do something. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of 18-year-olds are like that where they go, oh, mm. all my friends are doing this course, so I'll just yeah. follow them. I'll just take the same classes as them. Yeah. Like there's, you know – and. You know, I don't think there's that part of your brain is fully developed to kind of foresee, yeah. you know, what you want to be doing when you're 50. You know, reti- what what's the retirement age? Like 65? Yeah, or even 70. And like by that, the time yeah. when we retire, it'll be like 80 or 90. It's going to be insane. But, yeah, like it's – I feel like there shouldn't be so much pressure on 18-year-olds to be able to make that decision. Mm. And if they do make that decision, then they shouldn't feel terrible about, like, changing their minds. Yeah. Because, like, 18, you haven't even peaked yet. Yeah. You, you're still growing. You're, you just started growing. You just started having, 
like such a, a bit more of a mature mindset yep, and independence. And, yeah, and maybe you know when our parents were eighteen back then, it was a lot different. But these days, especially if you're in the, if like I consider myself lucky all the time, um, you know, when I think about my parents migrating to Australia, mm. um, like at eighteen, there's just so many different avenues, there's so many different options. You don't have to go to uni if you feel like that's that's really not what you're supposed to do. I'm not saying don't do anything, yeah. Um, but at the same time, 18 is a really young age to have to make that decision. I went and did my nursing degree, uh, but I had every intention of switching after one year. So yeah. um, there's this thing in Australia where, like, if you finish off one year, you can switch. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, like you can use credit points for, like, yeah. another degree if it's similar. Yeah, so I wanted to switch to psychology and surely there was like, you know, because they're both like a medical background. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wanted to go into psychology, but after the first year I was like, oh, I can, I think I can do this. Like mm. I'm sort of enjoying it. Well, let's just keep going. And it's, yeah. it took, it takes three years to finish it off full time. So I kept going. And then after my second year, I was like, I freaking hate this. This is oh, no. not me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I had that mentality where I was like, even though I hate it, I can still do it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't one of those things that I was absolutely horrible at it. I just, I just knew deep down in my soul that I, um, I wasn't meant to do it. Like I, yeah. I had to do prac and I would have to, I really had to like psych myself up to do the prep, like to show up. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was like having anxiety over the whole thing. Like I'd be in the shower getting ready and I'd be crying. I would would be like, I don't want to go. Yeah. but obviously I showed up because that's my personality is like, even if I'm so uncomfortable, I still, I still go because I'm a loyalist or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Like when I'm in it, I have to submit. Yeah. 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 Um, So I did. And yeah, so after my second year, I'm like, I can't do this. But I still had, I only had a year left. So I was halfway. So it's either waste two years of my life. Yeah. Or just finish it off so I have some sort of degree and make my parents proud and, um, like my parents weren't exactly like holding a gun to my head and yeah. saying, you know, you have to finish this, you know, they sound yeah. so philosophical. <laughs> really. They weren't. It, honestly, it was just in my head. I just wanted to make them proud. I really yeah, did. Yeah. Um, and I, it, like I said, I can do the stuff, you know, like I passed everything. Yeah. Um, I was able to do it. So yeah, it's not I like you were failing out or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. And, um, yeah, it, like the course itself was, it was, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I was able to do it, to be honest. It wasn't exactly the easiest course. And yeah. I, I can't sell it, you know, like I can't say, you know, it was so easy that I can do it even though I hated it. It wasn't. Um, yeah. But for some reason I could still do it. Um, and I did. I finished it off. I fin- And, you know, it was done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I still, deep down, I just knew that I wasn't meant to be a nurse. Like, I just felt like that wasn't what I was being called to do. Yeah. Um, despite having finished it and everything and making my parents proud and all that stuff, I just, 
it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like there's a few people in this world who knows what that feeling is like. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's a few people, there's an even smaller amount of people in this world who could say that they actually did something about yes. it, which is really sad, I think. Um, I couldn't, yeah, I just, yeah, couldn't, I couldn't do it. So yeah. I did it. Yeah, you finished. Um, yeah, so I, I finished um, the nursing degree, and right after you do your nursing degree, they have this uh, postgraduate, um, like, course kind of thing that the nurses do. And you apply through a hospital and you have to go through like an interview panel and everything. And because I really didn't want to do it, I didn't apply for anything. Right. Um, and, but I knew that I could get like a different job. Like, you know, I could apply in a medical center. Um, yeah. Now there's other things you can do as a nurse than working in a hospital. Yeah. So I did apply for a few things and um, I remember applying for this role at a clinic and I, um, uh, I almost got it. And then like one of the questions that they asked me was like, do you, are you comfortable with abortions? And then I was like, oh my gosh, I've never, I've never thought that I would be asked this question as a nurse or yeah. whatever, anything like that. And because it was a clinic, it wasn't like at a hospital. I was just like, yeah. And I think that was just like my breaking point. I was right. just like, I can't do this. This is it's such a sad job. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean sad in like, oh, it's lame kind of way. It's just an emotionally yeah. draining job. And I, ju- I could not bear the thought of having someone's life in my hands, even though I'm just a nurse, like just a nurse. Um, there's no just nurse. It's like nurses yeah. do so much. And I saw that when I did my prac um, and I see it when I see my sister as a nurse and other yeah. like I know so many nurses and it's not a role that you take lightly and I mm. could not take it lightly. I could not go into it knowing that I couldn't like I hated it. Like I yeah. I just could not do it. Like it just gave, gave me so much anxiety. And so I was just like, no, I can't do this. This is too much. Like I it was it's emotionally draining. Yeah. And so I yeah, I I decided to look into other things. Um, I started to uh, – I ended up working for an insurance company. Yeah. Um, and I went into case management. So for those that don't know, basically I was managing claims for injured workers. So I was sort of able to use my medical background, as you would say, mm. and I had a little bit of knowledge in you know, injuries and things like that. Um, and I also had a bit of knowledge on like all the different parties involved when you yeah. know someone gets hurt. So that was basically my job. I was managing people who got injured at work and making sure that you know they access the right people. Um, I was just basically the middleman yeah. for all of those people plus the injured worker. And, yeah, I did that for a few years and, um, yeah, eventually started making my way up the corporate ladder because yeah. even though it was like in injury management, it was still, you know, insurance. So um, it was still corporate. It was like yeah. a nine-to-five job even though there were days when, you know, I worked longer than – those hours um it was in the city it was very fast-paced 
Yeah. Um, yeah. There was even a time when you and I worked close, really close yeah. to each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, good times. Yeah. <laughs> and I just started making my way up the ladder, I think, because I had the word manager yeah. in my role. Um, when I started applying for other jobs, people thought that I managed people. <laughs> right. Like, like people in the office. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But yeah, eventually I started um, getting jobs outside of the insurance background and into management. Like I was managing people. Um, and yeah, again, it was one of those things that I could do. Yeah. Whether I was enjoying it or not was a, another question again. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I feel I sound so entitled right now. Like I don't <laughs> like it. Why am I doing it kind of thing? But it's hard to explain. But it's just deep down I just knew that I was doing something that I wasn't meant to be doing. Mm. Um, well, I I mean just the way you're describing that, I feel like that's what a lot of people get lost in. You mm. kind of just enter the working world and it, like, yeah, just that rat race kind of grabs hold of you. Yeah. And, and all you can think about is, okay, I'll just try to keep up then. And it's hard to kind of pause and go, actually, hang on. What it do is. I want? What do I want out of this? Because, you know, yeah. as much as we try to have a life outside of work, you spend a good amount of time in the office. Like, you know, what you do for your day job, it takes up a lot of energy and it, your time and investment in that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, it was just, I don't know how to describe it other than like when people really like discern and search for something that they're meant to do mm. or, or like when they discern about, you know, someone that they want to marry or, you know, like really big decisions in their lives. I think that's how it felt for me. Um yeah, like it was just I was doing it, but it, my heart wasn't in it. You yeah. know, like I, it, it that doesn't mean that I didn't um, do a hundred ten percent. You know, I still did my job. I st- still like yeah, I wasn't your work there. Ethic and I, was there, yeah. In yeah, all like positions. I, I made friends with the people that I worked with. Like I was there and I enjoyed it. Yeah, but it just. I just felt like I was so out of place, like I wasn't where I was meant to be. Yeah. And I think the last corporate job that um, I had before I went into, like before I do what I'm doing now is um, I worked for a parking company, like a really big one, Wilson yeah. Parking. And I found someone, I honestly, like I, I had this job where I was managing technicians for New South Wales and ACT. Um, telling them to go to all the different parking areas to fix stuff. Yeah. And I remember I was like in my office um, which with a bunch of dudes because all the technicians were guys. Yeah. Um, I was in my office. I was the only female there and I was like, how did I get here? Yeah. Like I, I, I vividly remember that thought where I was just like, I cannot believe I'm here right now. And mm. it was also like, it wasn't out of disgust. It, I wasn't like, ew, what am I doing here? It was kind yeah. of like, how did I get here? Yeah. I don't know what I did. Um, I just, all I did is I worked hard. Yeah. I kind of went by my life. Like, you know, like as you do, you just, you go and 
Um, you go to school and then you go to uni and then you get a job and you get a car and you move out of home. And mm. I was taking all of those things and yeah. you have, you build your savings, you build your assets and all that stuff. And yeah, I remember sitting there going, yeah, I, I'm here. I'm doing that. I never thought I'd be managing a bunch of dudes um, for a massive parking company, but yet here I am. And I felt really, really grateful, like yeah. for all the opportunities that I had leading up to that. I, I was so blessed. And I remember when I went for the, for that job, the interview. It was, it was. I wasn't even like selling myself. I was mm. just like. They, I remember them asking me, where do you want to be in five years? And, you know, some people will say, oh, I want to be married. I want to be like, um, I want to have this position, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I had a really douchey answer and I just said, I want to be happy. <laughs> like in five years' time, as long as I'm happy, then I'm good. Yeah. And to some people, they'd probably think, oh, man, you are so like, what, what kind of reality are you in? Mm. But I, honestly, I was just like, I just want to be happy. And I think that's why they hired me because I don't know, they, they saw something in me and yeah. I was I, honestly grateful for every single job that I got leading up to that. But still I was there and I was like, I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, Like there was a part of me that was just like, I feel like I was brought into this world to make a difference. Yeah. And right now the difference that I'm making, not that it's um, not making a difference. It is, you know, you know, like as everyone would experience, you know, you're in a parking lot and the boom gate's not working. <laughs> it was my job to send a technician there to fix that boom gate. That was yeah. literally my job. We all know how frustrating that is. And that job is very important, but I just knew that that wasn't what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just I was called for something else, and um, yeah, I think it was a, a year before that when I started really thinking maybe I'm meant to um, be a teacher. Like I'm meant to mm. give back. And I remember when I first thought of that, it scared the crap out of me. It was yeah. sort of similar to how I felt when I um, was doing nursing. I was like oh, my gosh, no, that's scary. Like little kids, no yeah. way. Am I going to teach primary school or high school? Like it, I I remember thinking kids are mean and <laughs> I just I didn't want to be rejected by them. Yeah. Um, I had sort of had like that fear that they're going to reject me. But then over time, so I, it was a year after like I quit and everything, um within that year I was full thinking about it I'm like wait a second they're just kids like mm. why am I um not pursuing this just because I'm scared that they reject me I'm the teacher they're not supposed to like me yeah I'm I'm supposed to ed educate them anyway um after about a year um it was actually a year uh after my first niece was born CJ um Oh yeah, this is also part of the story, but <laughs> I'm no. Sure well, I guess you know your out. life. You know, I'm sure I have no doubt that God places certain things in your life, yeah, and timing to kind of push you in a specific direction. Yeah. Well, um, if there was anything or anyone that would 
pushed me to do that was that when my first niece was born. So I have five nieces and I've got um, <laughs> a nephew on the way. <laughs> Yay. I know. Um, yeah, my first niece, she's now eight years old. So that was eight years ago. Jeez. Wow. Eight I know, right? Yeah. But when she was first born, I was, um, I'm pretty close to my sister. So I was in the room when she was giving birth. And I remember I had like a roller coaster of emotions. My first thought was like, I'm never having kids because I saw everything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But when she, when she came out of, you know, yeah, um, she had this smile on her face. She was smiling. Oh, at least I thought she was smiling. I don't know. But when she came out, I was just like instantly in love and, I just knew that I was – I think it was in that moment that I, I knew I was called to make a difference um, in her life and not mm. in like a like a, a godparent role or as an auntie role. I just knew that it was more than that. It was bigger than that. Yeah. And that's when I was thinking maybe I'm supposed to be a teacher, but that's the difference that I'm going to make in her life yeah. and other kids' life, and that's to educate them. Yeah, and give them that sort of knowledge, but not even knowledge, but also like teach them about you know the good and bad things in the mm. world in this world. You know, like all the things that unfortunately parents um, lack in doing these days. You know, like no offense to parents, like there are great parents out there, including you guys. But it's just one of those things that parents these days they're just so busy trying to provide for their kids that they forget to teach them how to mm. you know, respect people and how to be kind and loving and all the all of those things. So, yeah, I just felt like um, when my niece was born, that's the moment when I sort of had that, like, oh, maybe I'm meant to be a teacher. Yeah. But, of course, in true mess fashion, fashion <laughs> um, I had to think about it for a year. So yeah. a good year I thought about it. And then I um, – I don't even know what year. I guess it was 2013 or something. I don't know, honestly. I, I think somewhere around there, yeah. 13 or 14. That's when I decided when I was sitting at my desk thinking, how the heck did I get here? I was like, yeah, I, I'm i not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So you and I were living together at that yes, time. Yes, we were, yes. With Jell as our roommate. And I think it was also because the timing was so good. You were looking for another place in North Sydney yep. um, because you worked there at the time. And, yeah, I was just like maybe this is a time to quit my full-time high-paying job yeah. and, um, and move back home because mm. I think the, situ- the, you know, the situation that I was just in at the time – um, having no dependence, nobody yeah. was relying on me. <coughs> any person that out that was going to starve if I was to do this with yeah. myself. I just knew that if I was to, you know, settle down, get married, I probably would have never done it. Yeah, and well, I think was- that's what scares a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, if you interview, you know, an, a good number of people and you ask them, any of them. Would you, if you could go back, would you change your career? I'm sure, you know, a lot of us would say, oh, I wish I, you know, did something like this or I wish I did something 
more along this line. And But of course, yeah, once you get stuck in that rat race and you're making money and yes, like you've got dependents and you've got a mortgage and, yeah. you know, there's a number of things playing, it kind of locks you in and you don't even entertain the idea. So it's really good that you kind of took that leap and that opportunity yeah. to see that, that part it, in your life that was allowing for it. I totally agree. Like, I think um, I consider myself really lucky to have had that chance. Like, mm. first of all, really lucky to be living in Australia because yeah. I was like 26, 27 then. And, you know, I was still able to apply for my master's and get my um, master's in teaching. And, like, just that opportunity to be able to do that. Like, not a lot of countries will let you do that. Yeah. By 27, you'd be settled down, married, have kids, like yeah. have a mortgage, as you were saying. But um, I was at that time in my life where I was single and I had, yeah, yeah. Like really nothing, nothing to lose other than um, money. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know, you always get money back and I'm still getting that money back. But, <laughs> um, yeah, like money is just, I don't know, I think my faith played a massive part in it yeah. because if it wasn't for my faith and knowing like my worth and you know, that's the kind of stuff that we got taught mm. when we were in youth groups and things like that. I think um, I just knew that I needed to discern this feeling that I had and yeah. that feeling that I was like thinking about, it was just, you know, my vocation. And when people think about vocation, they think, you know, marriage or holy orders, you know, going as into priesthood or being a, a sister or a nun but honestly, I feel like being a vacation, uh, having a vacation is like something that you, um, whatever it is, it's something that you choose to do because of the desire that God planted in yes. your heart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that desire is not for you. It's for other people. Mm. Like, um, there was a part of me that always knew that, whatever I did in my life, it was to give back. Yeah. And I knew that I could give back as a nurse and I knew I could give back as a um, technician manager or whatever it is. Um, you know, all of the jobs that I had, I knew I could give back as a case manager, but I just knew it just wasn't what I was meant to do. And, yeah. You know, I, I'm so lucky to have found my vocation. Yeah, uh, as a teacher, so lucky. Honestly, it breaks my heart knowing that there are people out there who don't have that, like who mm. haven't taken that risk. And I, I'm not a risky person. <laughs> you would know. Yeah, <laughs> I overthink everything, everything. Just before this, we were, I was telling you about like a situation. That <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. I took that calculated risk, and here I am. It's the best decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the only time I really look back is to realise how lucky I really am and how far I've come. Yeah, no, well, definitely. I mean, I mean, going back, just taking like a step back, when you quit your job, first of all, and then, you know, moved out of that independent living and you moved back home, yeah, um, mm -hmm. so that you could – because you decided to study full-time to get it 
to get your degree done as quickly as possible. Was there any time during that, you know, during that time when you were back at home where you really questioned your decision Mm -hmm. or even while you were studying? Because I guess, you know, there's one thing to be good at something or to be capable of it, but then to – to struggle yeah you know just going back to square one like how did you feel as about being a mature age student as Mm -hmm. they call it I believe uh yeah it was it was definitely tough um it's all really a blur to me now because it just went by so quick and I think I remember being tired a lot like um so I quit my full-time job right Mm. But I still was an adult. Nothing was going to change that. So that was the difference between when I was doing my undergraduate degree yeah. as a nurse um, and master's as a teacher. When I was doing my bachelor's, it was um, I was only like 18, 19, 20. I, w- I didn't have all these bills to pay. But when I did my master's, I was well into my 20s, going into 30s. I, I had a certain lifestyle. I had yeah. bills to pay. Nothing was really going to stop that. So I had to get a job. Yeah. And I I was willing to get whatever job that I could that um, helped me uh, still study. Yeah. Like keep afloat it, with yeah, everything like, else. Yeah. And are flexible as well. Mm. And I know that I couldn't really do anything else other than getting a retail job. Yeah. So. I remember at the time I um someone hooked me up with a job at Boost and when I was it was really crazy because when I was doing my bachelor's I worked at Boost yeah and then I did my master's and I worked at Boost again and I was pretty much getting paid the same amount because you know there's like the max um like minimum wage yes yeah I, was, I don't know I wasn't getting paid that much um but it was enough to kind of keep me afloat. And it was enough for me to just, you know, get it, go get about my standard way of living. And, yeah. But it was hard because, you know, I, I worked at the airport and the airport, um, we opened up at 4.30 or something like that. Yeah. And it was about 30 minutes away. And um, so I still needed to drive. And then I needed to park my car like sort of outside the airport and then go through the screening process. Yeah, so, so that's a good like a good hour. Yeah, yeah, leeway, yeah. So I'd have to wake up at like 3-ish and leave 3 a.m. Yeah. And then do my shift, finish at like 1 or 2 and then go to uni and then go to oh, sleep goodness. and do it all over again. Yeah. And at the time I was still quite um, active in, you know, the single surprise. Yeah. Um. So I honestly don't know how I did it. Yeah. Like, Right now, just thinking about how tired I am after a day <laughs> of school, I'm like, how did I have that much energy? Because yeah. I definitely don't now. Um, and, yeah, I just there were times when I almost gave up, like my mental health was really suffering. Yeah. And I remember there was one semester um, where I had to do it part-time because I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't cope. Yeah. And that helped. Um, so it, but it, you know, it meant I had to graduate a little bit later, but again, no regrets because I was able to do it. But I think what drove me the whole time was that knowing that I was doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a bit of a better foresight of like, you had a, 
your eyes set on the prize a bit more than yeah, just yeah being a young 18-year-old at home just going, oh, well, let's just get this over and done with rather than, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was um, uh, it was very different from when I was doing my bachelor's. Mm. When I was doing my bachelor's, it was more, more like I have to do this. Like, yeah. It's kind of like dragging my feet, whereas with this one, I just – I just had motivation, yeah. Like you said, I had that drive. I just knew I was meant to do it. And it was it was such a nice change for once. Yeah. Because all of the jobs that I had before that, I was doing it because I had to. Whereas this one is I was doing it because I wanted to. Yeah. And it was it was enough to kind of get me through and you know, like I was really lucky because halfway through my course, I ended up getting a job at Apple, so I quit Boost. And, um, yeah, so so that was really nice. That was a little bit more pay, <laughs> just a little bit. But they were also really flexible. Um, you know, they I told them that I had still also had to do pracs as a yeah. teacher, like my placement, and they were, they were good about that. And, yeah, it was just – it was, I, I think – everything was really set for me and yeah. I knew that was like God. Just kind of giving you little stepping stones yeah. along the way. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, yeah, my gosh. I am so blessed and lucky to, to have experienced all of that and just knowing that God has my back. Yeah. And like I said before, my faith really carried me through. Mm. Um, and also like you guys, my friends, you guys were the ones that like really pushed me when I really couldn't. Um, you motivated me. It was really hard because I think it was the year I graduated. Um, my master's was like s- such a physically tough year for me because yeah. that was when I had all those surgeries. Yes, you know? yeah. Um, I had like four surgeries that year, so it was really hard. I had to keep applying for extensions um, uh, because I was hospitalized and, yeah, that's like a different other story, but. Yeah, it was just really hard for me, and it was also the year I decided to, to go to World Youth Day in oh, Poland. Yes, yeah, uh, 2016 was like just a crazy year. I absolutely <laughs> loved it, but I remember being broke and tired by the end of the year. Like, yeah, because I just came back from Europe and I um, spent money on you know all my medical stuff, and yeah, like I think Europe was like five or six weeks, and that was way too long to to leave a casual job yeah um so like i quit apple and yeah they were they were good with that because you know they knew that at the end of the day i was studying to be a teacher and that's what i was gonna do um but yeah that was a really good year and like five years later i'm about to go into my fourth year um, teaching full time, I think. Yeah. I actually don't even know. Gosh, it's like already three or four years. Yeah. Goodness, yeah. So I've had three year five classes, and then this year I'll be teaching year six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I I absolutely love it. And yeah. In saying that, though, my job is hard. Yeah. It's so so difficult, but I still get up every single day. Um because I know that that's what I'm meant to do. And, yeah. And I think that's when you realize that it really is a vacation because mm. it, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for other people. Yeah. Just like how motherhood is and uh, 
you know, like being a parent and being a, a husband or a wife, or a priest, all of those things, you do it f- not for you. Um, what you get out of it are the perks, definitely, but you're there because somebody's relying on you. Yeah, yeah. That's when I know it's like a vacation. Like I just I can't see myself doing anything else. Yeah. Even though obviously there's days when I'm just like, can I do something else? Like this job <laughs> I'm sure is we too get, hard. All of us get that. Even parents yeah. get that. Can I do something else? Well, take I think honestly, since I've known you, I've always seen that execution in you. Like I think no matter what you kind of get handed, you execute well whether you like it or not and so I think when you know you had that determination to be a teacher it was like that was all that was missing that was just that passion in you and that drive and that um want as you said so many times you just wanted to do it and you knew you were supposed to and I think you know that combined with your just general grit and yeah, you're just your precise execution and just how well you do everything. I knew you were going to make it regardless of, you know, whatever got thrown at you. So, yeah, I'm very proud of you. Thanks, Sans. I, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm like speechless because I, I don't do well with compliments. Now, thanks for that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was definitely hard. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I'm so glad that I do have that sort of um I don't know what it is, maybe the way my parents raised me or mm. just the generation that we grew up in. Like even though it's too hard, you just you have to do it. Yeah. You know? Kids these days, no offense to kids, sorry guys if you're listening to this, but <laughs> Life is tough, man, but so are you. Yeah. Like, you, you, we are made for this. God made us to get through the toughness and all that stuff. Like, he even sent his own son as an example. He he went through the toughest thing in the yeah. world to show us that you were made for this. Mm. And I think that's what we need to start realizing, that life is not always going to be easy as much as we want it to be. That's just how it is. I don't think we're supposed to be in this world to just like fly through life and be like, yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah, just brushing off your your um that niggling voice that's telling you you're not, you know, you're out of place. Yeah, like, um, if anything was going to come out of this uh, podcast, I think it's just to encourage people to really entertain that idea. like if if you feel really out of place or you feel like you're not really um, doing what you're supposed to do, like what God called you or whatever, you know, the universe or whatever it is that you believe in, um, I would 100% encourage you to calculate it. <laughs> like think about, you know, your, your wins and your losses, make a pros and cons list, but do it seriously and really, really think about it. Don't make it one of those like – things that you just think about and then you just push it aside because you have to get through the next day. Um, Really do think about it because it's, it's the best, the best decision I've ever made in my life. Like I hope I make more decisions like this where I could like um, look back and be like, yeah, that was really hard, but it was so worth it. Yeah. 
it's 100% worth it and I can't wait to make more decisions like that. I'm sure it's similar or even it's probably a lot tougher as a mother. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's similar. It's along that line but harder because being a mother is like a 24-7 kind of thing. And at least as a teacher, it's more like a 26 <laughs> kind of thing, you know, yeah, 20 yeah. Days, six days a week kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, like it's – I love it. That's and good. Yeah. Not everyone can say in their life that they did something they really, really, truly enjoyed. Mm. Question though, do you ever look back and think, oh, why didn't this calling come to me earlier or why did this yeah. never occur to me earlier or do you ever think you would have appreciated where you are now if you had just, say, you never did nursing and you never went through all those career, different jobs and – you know, you just you just started teaching out of uni. Like, do you think you'd appreciate yeah. that job as much, or? Man, I go. I think I I ask myself that question at mm. least once a week. Yeah, honestly. Um, but I, it always comes back to having. I have this belief that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, like everything. As you know, even the sucky things like, um, you know, you moving to New Zealand sucked, <laughs> absolutely sucks. But I knew that it was bigger than me. It was bigger than our friendship. It had to happen. Um, like everything just happens for a reason. And, but yeah, definitely when I was doing my course, I was like, why couldn't I have done this? Mm. You know, when I was younger, like I would have had more energy for one and I wouldn't have, you know, wasted all my time doing the other things. But I think, I think about everything that I've experienced through my teaching, you know, my four or five years of teaching, the friends that I've met, um, like I've got a really good, uh, group of teacher friends who support me no matter what and they know who I am they accept me even though we're so different um you know I'm like the token Asian in the group (laughs) they're all like I've always wanted um Caucasian friends so I I consider myself really lucky to have them but had I done teaching earlier I would not have met them yeah not could be a di- you know, different school different yeah, yeah different school I probably and I owe a lot of my sanity and a lot of what I've learned as a teacher to them yeah and I don't know if I would have been lucky enough to have them as to guide me and as my you know verbal punch <laughs> no I'm not punching <laughs> but you know like soundboard um at school and just like we just understand each other and like it's it's really different um so I, and also i taught um a year 5 grade 3 years ago oh my gosh that was 3 years ago and i still call that grade um i hope they're not listening to this but <laughs> i still call that grade my favorite and i if i had started teaching ages ago i wouldn't have taught them Mm. I wouldn't have experienced them. I wouldn't have met their parents who are just wonderful. Like I, I still see their parents at the shops or, um, you know, like other <laughs> social media and things. Yeah. And yeah. And I wouldn't have been able to make those friendships. So as much as I would have loved to be a teacher at a younger age and 
if I did, I would have been paid better for yeah. one. Um, student loan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have had more experience. But like I said, everything happens for a reason. I experienced so much. I think about everything else that's happened and everything mm. that I've experienced and the people that I've met and that have changed my life. And mm. like, I, I don't want to take it back. Yeah.